Welcome to Keep 100 Radio. I'm your host, Lissy Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including lessons we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from experts that I trust inside the community so you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Keep 100 Radio is brought to you in collaboration with SkinGrip, the only patch company that I trust with my diabetes devices. I started using SkinGrip about two years ago, and before I found them, my Dutcom would last maybe four or five days before falling off, making it really hard to lift weights, hike with my dogs, or just wanting to do the everyday things that I love. But now I can confidently travel, work out, and navigate life with diabetes without having to worry about dealing with insurance more than I have to, begging for replacements, and resorting to finger pricks. Plus, I'm in love with their mission to help us live fearlessly with diabetes. You can check out Stingrip at stingrip.com and save 10% on your order by using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, at checkout. Hello and welcome back to Keep 100 Radio. Today we are talking to somebody who I'm so excited for you to meet. Val has been in my, she's been a part of Keep 100. We have been kind of connecting over the past two years and finally this past year. So what was it? I think back in like February, March. December? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, early 2021, Val came on to our, our team. So she's part of the Needles and Spoons team and she started as our accountability coach. And now she has stepped into the role as a women's wellness coach, both in her own business and as a part of our team. So I'm super excited to start this conversation and talk all about women's health, hormone, like different hormonal health and just type one diabetes in general. And, um, so yeah, I'm super excited Val. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. I'm super excited to come on here. I know. I think our journey and like friendship client coach, and then now I'm working inside of your programs. It's like a dream for me. (laughs) I feel like it was like everything I wanted. So it's just been such a cool experience, but yeah, like Lissy said, I, was in Keeping It 100 um, in her second round. So that's how I met Lissy. Um, but I had been following Needles and Spoons for a while. So I finally took that jump, which I was so happy um, to do. And yeah, I live in California. I'm 29. I've been a type 1 diabetic for like five and a half years. So I was diagnosed when I was 23, when I was living in Costa Rica. Um, it was definitely a big surprise, especially I was in a different country. I was already an adult. So it just was like the last thing I would have expected to happen. Um, and yeah, now I am also a coach. So I'm a woman's wellness coach. I work specifically with women and their health, um, getting to unpre- or getting to predictable periods, um, symptom-free periods, transitioning off hormonal birth control and like learning to live in harmony with the body and listen to the body so that you can kind of feel control and feel good all month long. Yes. I love one thing that you do, which is like really normalize. First of all, the word period. I feel like that's so like we're, we're, we grow up with it being like an icky word. It's so like kind of like shamed, like it's like, you have to keep quiet about it. You have to, you know, it's very like a secretive word. Like what made you, I don't know, like what like brought you to even into this kind of world of women's wellness specifically? Yeah. Um, but it's so funny you say that because it's totally true. Like, if, even if you think of like commercials, I feel like still it's like the classic commercial of like a little cute bag to hide your tampon <laughs> because like no one can know, or it's like, you're passing your tampon secretly in class. It's like always been this like hidden thing, which is just unfortunate because it's part of all of the women in all of the world. That's like part of who we are. And so we shouldn't feel like we need to like hide it. Right. Or that it's this icky thing. And really with my clients, that's something that we have to look at first is like, how can we break that down and really talk about like, what is your relationship with your period? Because that comes not only from like our society, our culture, but also within your family, right? Like the women roles or the people you look up to as women in your life also kind of created that connection with your period, whether it was something positive, negative, or maybe something gross, right? Everyone had a different relationship. Um, For me personally, I think I had the classic period introduction story of like, my mom's like, oh, you have a soccer game, you started your period, here's a tampon. There was like no other education like beyond that. Um, And it took me having my own like hormonal 
challenges and struggles in my college years um, to really like open myself up to looking at health in a totally different way and looking at those pieces and how they connected to other pieces and where I was at in my own life. Um, And then as I started doing that, I started meeting more women. I started meeting these like empowered women who were talking about it with like this confidence. They weren't ashamed to talk about their period. And I was like, dang, that I want to be one of those people because I want other women, especially ones around me that are close to me and even others, you know, to also feel comfortable to share like that. And I want to kind of lead with those other voices to let like the upcoming women who are going to be just like us to like when they start their period to know like, what does it mean to live cyclically? What are our hormones actually doing? So I think really it started with like my own personal experience around my period and kind of getting away from like, this is actually something that happens to me, happens for me for good things versus like the negative, right? Or like that other way of like looking at it. So really like I think mindset and then just looking at other powerful women and being like, hey, they talk about periods. <laughs> Let's all talk about periods. What's all we're talking about it? And then I started like talking about it more and more with people. And I realized like, dang, even in my own friend group, I'm like, we don't really talk about our periods or anything like that. And like, why not? Like we right. all go through it all the time. We've had it for like, you know, so many years. I'm 29 now. I'm like, why, why have we just like skipped over this topic? So yeah, literally like when you like, so we had a team retreat for some backstory and Val and our teammate Rachel came out to New Jersey. And I think we sat on our, on my couch, like literally talking about like our cycle and our period for what, like an hour when <laughs> we're yeah. just like waiting to go to dinner, just like <laughs> talking about it. But I love that you open up that conversation and it's so normalized like there's nothing shameful about it there's nothing that we had to be like hush hush about it was just it was just a normal conversation do you think that so like you are type 1 diabetic remind me you have Hashimoto yeah I'm like let me give you the list (laughs) (laughs) so I have hypothyroid so I was diagnosed when I was 10 with hypothyroid and then when I was 21 um I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is like a facial paralysis, but also in like the realm of like autoimmune family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got older, you know, every blood test, they're like, well, you also have Hashimoto's. And then type one was like the last one to come in hot. <laughs> a nice icing on the cake. Yeah. They're like, oh, so this one's going to be forever too. <laughs> Do you think that those experiences and living with those other diagnoses have kind of influenced your um, like interest in, in women's wellness or the holistic health aspect? Like how do those intertwine? How did that, you know, how did that influence your journey too? Yeah. Um, so really when I look at it, I think, you know, when I was 10 with hypothyroid, I, you know, that age, you're kind of like not super in tune with your body. Your parents kind of have that responsibility, but I don't think until I was in college, a couple things happened where for the first time I started to look at my health and more of like that whole person holistic view. And it was because for the first time when I went to college, this is just another period story for you guys. But when I went to college, I still had not been on hormonal birth control. And honestly, I wasn't planning on being on it because I always thought like, I'm already on a thyroid medication that, you know, plays a big role in my hormones. I don't want to add anything else in there. But I almost was looking at all these other women around me like, well, they're on it. Am I supposed to be on it? And again, it was like this Mm -hmm. culture thing like, oh, well, they're doing it. So I have to, too. It wasn't really me calling that shot, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so I went on it for a couple months, my freshman year in college. And the second I was like, "Mm -mm, this isn't for me. Maybe after six months, I stopped. And the hormonal like bomb that happened after that was huge. I mean, I had like hormonal bad acne for like the four years of college. I was having these like energy jumps all the time. I wasn't feeling good. Um, My periods were super irregular. I was having weird symptoms sometimes and other times I wasn't. And then, you know, I started looking at, you know, at that time still, I was like, Hmm, this is weird, but I was still like looking at other external things to like heal. And then my senior year, when I turned 21 and was about to graduate college, when I had this facial paralysis happened to me, I went to the doctors and they were like, look, we have no idea why this happens. There's not like a set reason why this happens to people. And, but a lot of times it could be from stress. That was pretty much like the only answer I got. And so I was like, what are you talking, you know, like, what do you mean? You don't know like why this happens and there's no cure and there's no medicine. Like, what am I supposed to do? 
And I think in that moment for the first time in my life, I was like, how did I get here? Like what things was I either putting in my body, on my body? Where was I Mm -hmm. putting my energy to really look at it like full circle? And that's when I realized like, oh my God, this makes sense. You brought up the word stress. Yeah, I am, you know, full blown in college trying to get summa cum laude, trying to get those straight A's. I'm also interning. I also have a job. I'm also like trying to work out like two hours a day, right? Like I was doing all those like classic things that were like, I'm like sad that I was a part of that, but we all were mm-hmm. at some point probably. Yeah. But yeah. At that point was really where I was like, some other things were going on to get me here. And I'm really curious to know what they are and curious to like heal myself. Like at that point, there was no cure for fixing, you know, this paralysis on my face. So I was like, what do I need to do? And that's when I started looking at what is self-care? What is like de-stressing? What is relaxing? What is meditation? Like, what are all of these things? And it really like opened me up to looking at all parts of my life and how they like interconnect. And then I took that, you know, then when I got <laughs> type one diabetes, it was the same thing, right? I was like, Hmm, was I in a stressful state or what can I do now to look at this in this like whole person perspective also, mm-hmm. because it's now part of my everyday. Yeah. I feel like it's so funny. Like, I feel like a lot of our journey is so similar. Like we were both diagnosed with diabetes around the same time, you know, just, and, and kind of to your point, you had, you had this diagnosis when at a time where your body was kind of undergoing all of this internal and external stress. And I kind of had a similar situation with being diagnosed with Crohn's, you know, it was after four years of full-time, being a full-time college student, working part-time, volunteering full-time, um, you know, along with a lot of late nights, a lot of caffeine, a lot of alcohol, a lot of eating out, like all this like huge amounts of stress that were put on my body. So that like, then when I was diagnosed with the Crohn's and for me, like my type one diabetes diagnosis came first, but that was kind of my icing on the cake of, okay, like there's a bigger picture here. My doctors were kind of leaving it to, oh, well, did you take an antibiotic recently? Which I was like, no, but okay. Like they thought that, you know, the antibiotic just kind of, um, you know, reduce the the gut, the good gut bacteria and all that, which, okay, like fair. But then the more I looked into it, I'm like, okay, like stress and my like hormones are playing a big role here that I was not considering before. And, you know, that's kind of what got me into the holistic route too of, okay, like what environment am I in? What am I spending my time outside of work doing? How am I decompressing during the work hours? Like how am I exercising my body or moving my body in a way that reduces stress instead of added stress? So I just feel like there's so many kind of connecting points in our stories. And I, I don't know, just want to kind of add that, but yeah. yeah. And I think, I think too, like when people ask me like, oh, why do you think you got type one? Honestly, it's like, who knows? But really what I think of like personally in my own journey is all those things you mentioned. Like, yeah, I was doing all of that and I was pushing, 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 and there was no slowdown. I wasn't like looking to slow down. I remember in college hearing the word self-care for the first time being like, what is that? You know, like it was just so like, and I'm like the complete opposite. So it's (laughs) funny to like reflect back and be like, whoa, but yeah, I mean, and then, you know, when I look at like, that's what was happening in college. And then, you know, within the next, like, I think eight months after that, I was like shipping off to live in another country, serve in the Peace Corps, which again was like this new environment. Mm -hmm. where like the climate was really intense. It was super hot. I was having to ride bikes like everywhere I went. Like I was trying to figure out my schedule, like all these new stressors that I never had before were all new, right? I was eating foods that I don't normally eat. Like my body was fully like what is happening again. And I feel like a lot of that, yeah, has to go into like that inflammation state or like that fight or flight state where my body was like, look, I can't take it anymore. Like something needs to give. And I always say like, those symptoms or like the big bombs of like, Oh, you just got this diagnosis. Are your body like communicating to you? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, something's up. And this is the only way we can get your attention. So like, listen to us, please. Right. So what are like, so when you're thinking about hormonal health, like what do you personally look at? What do you like focus on? Um, Like what are the key players that we should be, we should be focusing on here? Yeah. Um, so on like a basic, like, let's go back to basics level, like for sure, like always like your sleep, are you hydrated? Like, what is your practice of slowing down? Like for all of us, right? Man, woman, like everyone, those are definitely like the basics that I think sometimes are easily 
overlooked all the time because they are so simple. It's like, oh, we know to do that, but do we really do them? And, you know, our hormones are these messengers and they help a lot of things function within the body. And so if we're not giving it the proper environment, it's not going to know what to do or it's going to cause some kind of disruption. It's going to let you know pretty quick, like, hey, something's off. Um, so at like the basic level, those few things, like look at those like basic necessities that you need day to day. Like, what are you nourishing yourself? What is your movement like? And like you said, like, are you doing exercise that's making you feel energized or is it making you feel even more exhausted or even more stressed, like looking at all of those areas. Um, and then for women, I'll go into like my specialty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so for all you ladies, we definitely were not taught this. Um, and we probably, or if some of you did, you were way beyond your years. So I am happy for you. Um, but for most <laughs> of us, um, we as women live in this infradian rhythm. So if you haven't heard of that, what it is, is the first day you get your first bleed to the last day that you bleed. We live in this infradian rhythm. And what it is, is this like biological clock that we live in month to month. And so if you have heard of like the circadian rhythm, it's like that 24 hour clock that we all live in. So men, women, animals, we live in that clock. And just perfect example of how your body and hormones also set you up for that is like, anyone when you're sleeping or like before bed, melatonin hormone starts kicking in and you start getting tired. And that's why like when the sun goes down, your body gets tired, you naturally want rest. Same thing when you wake up, like naturally like cortisol and are these hormones start like pumping up to wake you up and get you ready for the day so that you can be active and get, you know, your things done that you need to do. And so the man's body lives in that 24 hour period all the time alongside all of their hormones. So their hormones are like the sun, right? They, wake up in the morning and then they go down, they can do the same thing every day because they live in that 24 hour period, which is great for them, right? They can do that CrossFit every day. They have the energy to like show up every day. And it's like, cool, like you got that. But for women, our journey is more like the moon. So if you think about the moon, it goes through all of these phases in a month long period. So not only is the woman living in this 24 hour clock, just because of where we live, we live on earth. That's what happens. But we also live on this like hormonal month long journey. So instead of hormones, just spiking like up and down throughout the day, it's fluctuating stretched out in a month long period. So from the day you start bleeding through when you start going through these different phases of your cycle, you get to the end and then it kind of starts over. So that's like your rhythm, your hormonal rhythm that's happening all of the time. And so within that, there's these four phases. Um, I remember learning about them actually in biology, but again, like it was just simply like, this might be on your test. It may not, it's yeah. not like yeah. you could apply this to your life and it will be very beneficial. Um, but there's these four phases. So first your period is your menstrual phase. We go into our follicular phase where we feel more open, excited for new things. Then we go to ovulation. This is like the whole shebang and like the whole show of like why we go through this cycle. You ovulate. And then you're going to go into this luteal phase where things slow down, hormones drop right before your period. So there's these four phases. Um, and so for women, what has happened is we've naturally learned, just like Lissy said, to like, go, 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 push, 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 no matter what, no matter what phase of that cycle we're in. And what happens when we do that is we cause a lot of inflammation or resistance um, for everyone, right? It can cause that body to be in this stressful state. So if you're someone that's like, hey, my period's super unpredictable, or I have really crazy symptoms. The things affecting that can actually be like these external things we were talking about, like the stress, the sleep, the high intensity exercise every single day, like all of those things can disrupt the hormones. It's not really what they're craving at those specific times. Um, so for women, the benefit of learning to kind of like sync your life alongside these shifts that your hormones are naturally doing is you start having like better periods, regular periods, symptom-free periods. You feel energized. You feel good all month long and you feel like aligned and like things are just like working for you and not against you. So that's kind of like in short, the rundown of what's happening in the woman's body and kind of where it differs from the man's body. And there's so many layers to that of like the way our work schedule set up, the way our days are set up aren't necessarily in a way that honors the woman's cycle. Mm -hmm. So we have to really make an effort to be intentional with what we do because not everything around us is set up to honor that time of slowing down around our period or resting or, you know, reflecting on our life. 
Yeah, that was such a good explanation. And like the way that you talk about it, it's such, it feels like such a journey, right? Like you talked about in biology class or like in those health, like those health classes or sets ed classes, like we learn about it, but do we really learn about it? It's just more of like, okay, here's the four phases. This is why you use protection and that's about it. Like here we get to kind of like actually feel like, oh yeah, that's something I actually experience. Like my energy levels, my productivity, my insulin resistance, like I feel it changing like a cycle and the way that you just explained it is like just so perfect. Um, So with that being said, just a quick question to kind of like clarify for anybody listening, how might hormonal birth control impact the cycle or how may it impact the the hormones that are um, playing their factor here? Yeah. So there's a bunch of different sex hormones that are moving and grooving <laughs> during the month long cycle. Um, and so that's natural. So these fluctuations and like rhythms are naturally happening. The difference is if, so this is for someone, and this is for women who are not on hormonal birth control. If you are on a hormonal birth control, the thing that's happening is like your body is not going to be ovulating because it's stopping you from getting pregnant, right? That's the goal of the hormonal birth control really at its like core. And so what that means is there is no fluctuation going on. Like you're almost, you know, kind of sounds harsh, but like more flatlined with your hormones. You're not having that fluctuation. You're not having these big dips and rises, which sound intense, but that ebb and flow actually makes us feel really good. So the difference when someone's on hormonal birth control, it's a lot harder for them to start syncing up their lifestyle and the things that they're doing alongside their period, because their period is not necessarily experienced in the same way. And it's not really a period. Um, it's more <laughs> of like a withdrawal bleed that you're getting from your pill or whatever type of hormonal birth control you're on. So when you're off of hormonal birth control, you kind of have access to take advantage of these like specific, like strengths and gifts you have in each phase. Um, whereas if you're on hormonal birth control, you won't necessarily feel them and you might not feel those like big energy shifts in the same way. But what I will say is you know, if hormonal birth control is for you, then that's for you. It's your body. You get to make those decisions. And I'm all about you being fully informed of like what's going on so that, you know, and, you know, I'm pretty sure like your gyno didn't say like, Hey, if you live alongside these four phases, you're going to feel more aligned. You're going to feel really good. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel more empowered and confident. So those are the things that, you know, make me sad that those conversations, the empowering ones that we should be having in certain spaces aren't happening. Um, But again, you know, what I tell anyone who is interested in like transitioning off hormonal birth control is learning to sync up your lifestyle now while you're on the pill um, or on your hormonal birth control. While you're on that, if you start putting in these practices, it's a lot smoother of a transition. It, when you do make that decision to either get off of it or start a family, or if you're getting curious, these are definitely like foundational tools and strategy to do so that it seems a little smoother and you're not going to have so much of that like post birth control, like symptoms and Mm -hmm. kind of like the acne, you know, the hormones like jumping and jamming all over the place. Um, and what I didn't, didn't mention, um, is to bring it like full circle also to my type one diabetics out there is these fluctuations also affect our diabetes management and our insulin sensitivity and resistance. That's what I wanted to definitely get into. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, we need mm-hmm. to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I know this is good. Yeah. So, um, in the first like half of our cycle, <laughs> so in the first half of our cycle, we have more estrogen hormone in dominance. And what that does is it promotes more insulin sensitivity. So you may notice already with not even having like, you know, prior knowledge to this infradium rhythm, all these different shifts that you have more sensitivity in like the, the two weeks or wait. Yeah. The two weeks before your period or sorry, like the month, the beginning of the month of your period. Um, and then you may notice in that second half that you do have more of that resistance, like that week before your period or like right before your period, you might have like more resistance. And that's happening because another hormone comes in, it's called progesterone that comes in, it becomes more dominant. And just by its nature, it causes more resistance for all women, not just type one diabetics. So again, if you're noticing those patterns already, I always like to share like, Hey, this is happening to all bodies, not just you. 
but it's just good to know that. So if you are, you know, seeing a lot of resistance and you're like, Hey, I looked at, you know, X, Y, and Z already, and I'm still feeling resistance. Like what else is up? Your hormones are up. They're trying to tell you like, Hey, we're in another phase. And what happens if you don't honor what that phase needs from you, you're going to have even worse symptoms or even more resistance throughout the entire Mm -hmm. month. And that's what we kind of want to avoid, right? Like we don't want our hormones in like this stressful state the entire month because then we're going to see resistance the entire month, you know? Yeah. It's almost like fighting fire with fire almost like the more stress that you're putting on your body, the more resistance that you're going to see. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit. So you talk a lot about this idea of cycle syncing or working with your cycle. Can you kind of talk about what that looks like and what that actually means? Yeah. So the cycle syncing method was shared by Alyssa Viti. So if you haven't heard her, she's definitely a leading voice in women's wellness. And so what it really means is adjusting your lifestyle to a cyclical one, meaning like one that has shifts and ebbs and flows and how we do that. And what I really work with, with my clients is like looking at three big areas to do that. So the first one is definitely movement. Movement's huge. And I think a lot of times that one gets pushed to the side because we see it as either like a stress relief or whatever, but, or, or we're in programs and all these different things. So we don't really look at that one. So cycle syncing definitely with movement and then also with nourishment and then also with like lifestyle and like your energy. So like looking at your energy versus like how to manage your time. It's more so like managing your energy in like the appropriate way. Um, so yeah, the cycle syncing method looks at all of those areas and just for example, especially with movement, I think this one's huge for a lot of us in our culture. It's been, you know, sold to us that in order to get to your health goals or your fitness goals or to see progress, you have to be like working out super intensely. You have to be burning a certain amount of carbs. You know, there's all these like intensities to it, really. I feel like it's like if you're not sweating and you're not grinding for two hours, like you're never going to get there. The reality is for women, especially if we're in that mindset, we're approaching our workouts with that mindset or that approach. You're actually for the two weeks that you worked super hard when your body actually was in the proper phases to do that. If you're doing that throughout the entire cycle, you're actually going to put yourself in like this fat storage muscle wasting mode. And then you're going to like kind of waste all of that hard work you did those two Mm -hmm. weeks. So that's what it looks like. And what, what that looks like at another level is like, Hey, there's some weeks in the month where that high intensity group intensity workouts are like the jam for your body. And then there's times where your body needs those like walks, slowing down the stretching, the Pilates. And then there's like a time when you're on your period where your body is like, dude, take a nap, like rest, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't super light movement, super light activity. And it almost seems backwards because that's what we've been taught, but really like exercise research and all that was, has not really been tested on women. It's been for men. So again, like that's another area where what's pushing out there for us to do for movement alone is like almost more geared toward the man and their goals. And so with movements, one, um, also, you know, with lifestyle, there's times of the month where you feel like connecting with people more, you feel like socializing. If you think about your cycle now, if you could just think about your period, think about when you're on your period, do you feel like partying? Do you feel like (laughs) socializing? Do you feel like sitting in seven meetings at work? Like, no, no one wants to do that. And again, like that makes us feel like, oh, is my work ethic bad? Am I a bad friend? But no, you're not like Mm -hmm. your body on a hormonal, like biochemical level is literally telling you to slow down and it wants that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're so absorbed in this like hustle culture between work, exercise, even, even within the diabetes community, I see it a lot of, okay, like from the day that we're diagnosed, we're kind of simply told to get by and manage and put the work in. And it's always in the front part of our mind where like we don't allow ourselves to get a break because while diabetes technically doesn't take a break, we kind of believe that we shouldn't either. And at least that's kind of the perspective that I get from my personal journey, some journey of our clients. But yeah, I feel like we're we're so wrapped up in this like hustle mode all the time and our bodies physically weren't designed for it, at least on the, like you were mentioning on on the women's side. Um, It's like we never like zoom out. And I feel like that's one of my favorite things that you talk about is like, there's definitely times to like zoom in, like you said, and like work on certain things, apply your strategies or whatever tools you're working. But there's also times to like zoom out and like have Mm -hmm. that time to relax. And, you know, another way I say it too, is like, 
with your breath, right? We're not constantly just like, like breathing out all the time, right? There's time where you actually breathe in and then you breathe out. It's the same thing. Like that cycle of like in and out is the same with like women in our energy and our hormones. Like there's that time of like in, and then there's the time of out and we can't do one without the other. Mm -hmm. And so to really feel aligned and feel super good in your body, there has to be that balance of both. Right. Oh, I love it. So I know that you also talk a little bit about, you know, just basic rundown here. Not we won't go too in depth, but kind of on the the nutritional side. And keep in mind for anybody listening, this isn't nutritional advice. We're not telling you what to not to do, but this is kind of a a part of that kind of cycle syncing aspect too, along with lifestyle exercise, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Lissy said, um, I'm also going to share with you guys a place where you can find like some actual nutritionists who are sharing like what foods to eat in certain phases so that you can refer to that too. Um, but yes, the foods that we're eating and like nourishing ourselves with have a huge impact on our hormones too. So there's times where, like I said, estrogen is dominant right in the body. And so sometimes with certain foods, we can kind of like flush out the excess that our body doesn't need. Right. And if we don't, we have those symptoms and it doesn't feel really good. Um, But one method that I know I talk about often, because I think for anyone, you know, looking to start syncing their lifestyle, their food, their meals, um, their movement with um, their, their menstrual cycle, the easiest and most like gentle way to start, especially with that, like food first approach is with the seed cycling method, which is super easy. And all it is, is as your hormones like shift from phase to phase, the nutrition, uh, like the nutrient needs that your body's craving and your hormones are craving is also shifting alongside that. And so there's actually four different seeds that have a lot of, um, nutrients and minerals that are super supportive for the body. And what you do is with seed cycling, you pretty much blend your seeds. So there's going to be pumpkin seed, flax seed, sesame seed, and sunflower seeds. And you can buy those like at your local market. And I always say like, get raw, like not salted or not roasted, just like raw. And you blend them up, you can put them in separate containers or whatever works for you, label them. And then every day, or at least when you remember, when you're in a certain phase, you're going to check your app that I'm going to recommend to you. And then you're going to be like, oh, I'm in the menstrual phase. Like this is when my body needs a little more fiber. I can get that from my flax. It needs some pumpkin seed to get things moving. Um, And then it just goes like that. So you go along and you just add these seeds in. And the easiest way for me, what I do is I blend them and put them all in like four mason jars. And then in the morning when I make my oatmeal or I'm making a smoothie, smoothie, I just throw them in there and it makes it super easy. And what I noticed, and I originally started doing this because if we go back to the beginning of our combo of like, when did you start looking at things like holistically and looking for other ways to heal? I've always felt like food is very powerful, right? There's for ages, for ancient years and like, you know, back in wisdom, food super powerful. So that was one of the first things I looked at, like what teas can I drink or what foods can I eat to help balance out my skin, my energy, and like help me support my hormones in a different way. And the first thing that I discovered was seed cycling. And I was like, Oh, this is so interesting. Like certain seeds can help my period. Like, I was like <laughs> what's happening? I didn't know this. Um, so what I did, I started doing it. I implemented it in my own life. And after three months, I started noticing like, oh my gosh, my period's super regular. The color of my blood is super bright and healthy. I wasn't having symptoms. Like I was feeling really good alongside other practices too. But that was the main thing, especially with my nourishment that I added in. And, you know, with keeping it 100 annuals and spoons, we always talk about like, we are totally like, we don't like the restriction mindset. That's not mm-hmm. <laughs> what we mm-hmm. believe. Right. So again, like with hormones, a lot of times they're like, Oh, take out dairy or take out this, take out this yeah. food. Right. And not for everyone that's going to work. So I always say like, try adding something in and yeah. see, you know, how you feel and what, what happens. Um, so seed cycling is definitely in the nourishment realm of how to live cyclically. Um, and you'll start to notice benefits like pretty soon and like your hair and your skin and your nails, like a lot of things will start, um, feeling really good. And most of that is because those nutrients that are in those specific seeds, we don't really get in a bunch of other foods. And so most people don't have those nutrients coming in their body. So it can be beneficial. And also, like I tell people, if it's too stressful to like know which seeds and what time, like just eat them all, like all at once. Or, um, there's a lot of like subscription, um, options out there where you can get them like pre-ordered pre-sent to your house so that you have your little baggie set up and it tells you exactly when to take it. 
So for people like interested in like starting and they're like, uh, it seems a little confusing still, like those options are out there. Um, I haven't tried them personally, but I know people who have and, and they like it. It works. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, like it's somebody came up with that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, you get your little baggie. It's all cute and, you know, and pink and like yellow <laughs> and it's like, here's your follicular phase blend or, you know, your luteal field phase blend. Um, and yeah, so that's like, if you're looking to do something now, if you're, if any of the things we talked about is like really resonating and you want to start adding in some like cyclical practices, that's one you can do. And the cool thing too, is like, then you get like more connected to your phases. Like, you know, what phase you're in and then you can start looking at, okay, I feel comfortable in this area. Like, how can I start applying that to movement? Like, how can I honor my cycle in a certain way that feels good when I'm in that phase alongside when I'm eating those seeds? Yeah. Wow. I, that's so cool. It's just something that I never would have really even thought about before like working with you. So I mean, we'll be working together in this upcoming month, which I'm really excited about. And one thing that I love that it sounds like is it like it can be one thing at a time. Like it can be starting with the seed, seed cycling and then syncing with your movement and then adding in the like lifestyle practices. And that's just kind of like what we generally, how we generally approach our health and, and wellness, which I think is like, it's just another way that we can look at it too. Yeah. Like least you always say like least overwhelmed for that sustainable change. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I think looking at one piece at a time, especially if you're in like a, a state of like healing, it's good to go at like your own place and add things in slowly. Cause when you do it all at once, it's way too much. It's too overwhelming. And they're not going to be practices that you want to do, or that are going to stay around for a while. But these are things that, you know, whatever age you're at, if you're in your reproductive years, you're in those ages of like, you know, your twenties to like, you know, getting closer to menopause in that time. Like these are practices you can start doing now that will allow you to feel, have like a, a, a healthier, like downshift in hormones when you get to menopause too. So for mm-hmm. anyone who's like, you know, whatever age you're at, wherever you are in your life or like your own woman's wellness journey, like these are practices that can go for a long time to help your overall health for the next coming, you know, like 10, 15, 20 years. Wow. So like these practices today, like make that difference, which is so crazy. Um, what I was going to say too, is Um, I always say too, like your period is like your biggest like, uh, report card. Cause it tells you a lot of just like in the month what's going on. So if like, you're looking at like your blood, how long you bled for, like all those things are like this report card to tell you like, Hey, something was off or everything you did was like aligned and your hormones are happy. And you can see that in the type of period that comes. And that's like a time to truly reflect on that entire month. Like, was I super high stress? you know, did I work out hard when like my body actually needed to slow down? Like, and then you'll start really seeing it and then you can kind of evaluate your lifestyle and your cycle together. Yeah. It's like almost how we looked at data for our, our diabetes management. It's like the same concept of like, okay, use this as a time to reflect instead of a time to like judge your body or like feel gross, like use it as a time to yeah. Look, look inward and get curious. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's like so similar. I always think that like when we're in our, in our calls and we're talking <laughs> to clients, I always think that cause it is, it's so similar to like yeah. the same practices that we do with, you know, our type one diabetes, right? Like we look for patterns, we evaluate like what worked, what didn't work, what felt good, what didn't feel good. And it's the same thing with your cycle. Like you can also look at those patterns, look at what's going on and you know, get to certain goals that you want to reach in like the same way with strategy, you know, I say yeah. phase-based strategy because it's like really looking at each phase and what's, what the body needs in that phase. Yeah, for sure. You had mentioned some resources that also can, can help everybody in um, kind of like navigating this, at least get like the awareness and, you know, start thinking about it. So like, where would you direct people for, for things like that? Yeah. So definitely the first step is tracking your period. Um, that's where you're going to get like the most data of your own health and, um, really know like what your own personal patterns are. So the app that I love and I use is called flow living period tracker. Um, that app, what's super cool about it is it actually has a breakdown of each phase and what your body needs or what's happening on a hormonal level, a focus level, a love level, a nourishment level and a movement level. So it actually breaks it down for you. So like, if you're like, whoa, how am I going to remember all this? Cause I felt the same way. And I still look at my app all the time. So no shame in that either. Like (laughs) if you don't learn it all in a day, like it's okay. So why I love that app is because it has that feature. So it tells me like today it was like, Hey, you're in your ovulation phase. And I'm like, cool. 
movement wise, like I have energy to burn, like let's go nourishment wise. Like I'm eating certain specific foods. I know what seeds I'm going to be eating. Um, focus wise, like I'm ready to like get my projects done. I'm open. I'm ready to connect. I'm social. Like those are all the things that I know are coming with this phase that like I just started today. Um, and it feels good. This is also, also your ovulation phase is like when you feel the best, you're like, I'm badass woman <laughs> and I feel really good. Um, so yeah, definitely start tracking, uh, your cycle. There's different apps out there. That one's just my personal favorite because of that feature where it breaks down like specifically like what's going on. Um, so that's the first step. And then also there is, like different, there's also different books out there. So I have one here that I recommend. So it's called In the Flow. I always have it like next week. But <laughs> if you are someone that's like, oh, I want to jump into this and like really, or if you're a reader and you're like, I do best like reading, In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti is a book that I highly recommend. It really breaks down um, all the concepts really that I was talking about in, you know, bigger ways, smaller ways so that it like really makes sense. And there's a lot of like personal stories of her journey, um, how she got to this work and, you know, how she's become this like leading voice for women. Um, so those are the two things or books definitely. And then I was going to recommend for those, uh, seed like subscription programs to get those seeds sent to you. One of them's called Phasey. It's like P-H-A-S-E-Y, Phasey. And then the other one's called Funk It Wellness. So those are the two that are out there. Um, I'm not sure what like the pricing is for both of them because I don't use it personally, but those are options out there. And then also, if you guys want to learn stuff, you can come to my Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you have a, a free resource for, for everybody trying to get started, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys... Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I have a freebie. If you go to my Instagram, it's nourished by underscore Valeria, my full name. If you go on there, I have a freebie. All you have to do is put in your email and you're going to get this freebie. And what it is, is this like interactive guide that really starts at the beginning. Like what is your relationship with your period? Um, what are your concerns around your period? Um, how do you feel about it? And then it kind of takes you on this like little educational journey of like, Hey, these are the four phases. Meet your cycle for the first time. It might be that no one ever taught you this or talked about it with you. Um, and then it gives like examples. And why I love it too is in there, I put more of like a connection with these phases to like the seasons, like fall, winter, spring. And like for everyone's mind, like all these different things might connect with you. So whether it's like the weather or the different seasons, if it's like the moon cycles, like there's so many ways to kind of remember what phase you're in and where your body's at. So yeah, check out the interactive guide. It's fun. I made it with a lot of love and I had a lot of fun making it. So if you download it, let me know or let me know your thoughts. Or if you have questions, like definitely always open um, to talk with you. Yes. And I will definitely put all of your info and the link in the show notes. So anybody who's interested, you can just go right into the show notes and find it there. Um, amazing. So as we mentioned, you are the newest co-coach inside of Keep 100. You joined us as originally an accountability coach, and now you've kind of transitioned in your role. So how are you supporting our clients in there? Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. So within um, our programs, what I'm doing is really creating a open space to talk about women's wellness, share strategies, share resources, on how to start living this like cyclical lifestyle so that our clients can learn and really learn how to live alongside these hormones that are shifting so that they feel really good. Um, so in there, yeah, we're having conversations. I'm in there for support. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like what, what's happening. So we're going to start this in October, but we know we've already started with me teaching a masterclass um, you know, having conversations with clients who are already, you know, very curious about what this like cycle syncing method looks like, how to implement it in their lives and how to start, you know, working it in so that it feels really good and comfortable. Um, and it's honestly, it's so cool, you guys, because, you know, a big part of why I became a health coach is because one, I had an experience with a coach, which was Lissy. And that experience not only made me feel so good, but I saw like the magic and transformations in my own life that I was like, wow, if I could be that type of like survival guide support for someone else, like I will feel so whole. And I already felt so much passion coming in it with connecting in that way with people and their health. Um, 
So yeah, you know, being a woman's wellness coach inside of keeping it 100 is like this magical opportunity. And I'm just so excited to connect with more women, keep spreading the word. And I hope that the women that work with us also share with the next woman in their family, right? Their sisters, their daughters, even their moms. Like I want the goal really for women's wellness for me is like, let's get the word out so that we all feel good and like can really step into that power and alignment with our body. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. And you are like you as a coach is just like, it's your job. Like, you know, like (laughs) you can just tell in the way that you talk to our clients and the way that you support them. And for anybody listening to to, um, just kind of like clarify further, Val is always available in our Q&A calls that we have. So whenever like questions, so last night, for example, one of the questions that we got was, you know, how do I even start identifying patterns? And what we're traditionally taught as type one diabetics is like, okay, go to the data, look at trends in your numbers. But with the help of Val and of Jess on our team, as well as a registered dietitian, we are able to open up that conversation to talk about all the other areas that we can identify trends and patterns. So we are able to, yes, talk about the numbers and the insulin management, but we're able to open up that to, okay, how do I spot patterns with my hormones and my cycle? How do I spot uh, trends with Jess in my meal times and my, you know, my carb ratios and that kind of thing? So She's always available in those calls. She, we are adding in those um, kind of like, we call them like Zoom office hours with Belle. So like you always have her there to kind of ask those questions and get that support in that way too. But we also know that you have your own practice as well. You have your own coaching. So how do you, like what, what is happening inside of your, your business? What, like how do you support your clients? Like let's like, let's give everybody every opportunity to work with you. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, outside of meals and spoons, yes, I have like my own practice. And so right now what I'm offering is a 90 minute roadmap session with me that also includes like a week of Voxer support. And I do Voxer because I love speaking. I just feel like it's more (laughs) personalized. So that's why I use Voxer. Um, but what it is, is this like 90 minute roadmap session. You come to me with your goals, like your concerns or where you're trying to get to. And we really map it out for you so that it feels achievable and sustainable for your life. And we like break down those areas that we talked about, like the lifestyle movement nourishment. And then if it's someone coming to me who wants to transition off hormonal birth control, we focus more on like, how can we start this like foundational healing so that when you make that transition, it is gentle and you feel ready to do it and confident to do it. Um, And then, you know, we break that further. So it's really making this map that you can like refer to whenever you want you can edit it so we create it together I mean there's some things that are in there but we create it together so that you feel like it's your map and you can check out resources in there when it feels comfortable to you but I try to give you as much resources in there so you feel fully confident no matter what to make those decisions for your body Um, so that's one of what I offer so 90 minute session for anyone who's interested in learning more about cycle syncing transition off hormonal birth control or is just like I want to know what all of this is about. That's, that's what I'm offering. And then I also offer, if you're someone who has already started cycle syncing or, you know, has done some work already on your own to heal your hormones or connect with your hormones, connect with your body. And you're just looking for some like accountability to put some, you know, add some extra new practices in. I offer just straight Voxer support on like a month to month basis. So we'll get on a discovery call, see where you're at. And then I provide Voxer support within the month. So if you need like a soundboard, someone to talk to, you're like, hey, this is what's going on. Or like, I'm feeling resistance here. Or like, I'm still having trouble kind of breaking through like my relationship with my period. That's kind of what that space is for. Um, So that's what I'm offering now. And yeah, if you guys want to learn more, um, yeah, you guys can check out my Instagram. That's mainly like where I'm at. Um, Yeah. And, you know, over... I think this opportunity with needles and spoons too is awesome. Sorry if you just heard my dog. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, it's just awesome to get to coach in different spaces and in different ways, because for everyone, like you're going to be at a different spot in your journey. And so whatever kind of resonates or feels good for you and aligned, um, you know, we can always talk about options too, of like where you're at on your journey. Cause you know, we're all at different spots. Uh, Yes. I'm so excited for everybody to find you. I literally guys, I have a session booked with Val and like that would have happened whether or not we 
like choose joined in our program. Like I just, I, I believe in this so much and that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast because I just feel like there's so much power in learning more about this and just like, like for me, it's all about learning more about my body. And I just feel like your guidance is so like unique in what you do. So I'm really excited for everybody to find you on Instagram and learn more about what you do and download your freebie and to work with you. So I will definitely have all of your links in the show notes so everyone can find you. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, it's, it's almost like re- reclaiming our, our health back as women, really, because it's, you know, it hasn't been taught for so long. I'm 29. You know, I'd only learned about this stuff really like a couple years ago, but it was like so impactful that I was like, whoa, people need to know about this. Like we need to spread the word, you know, yes. it has to get out there. Oh, that's like literally the most empowering way to like be a coach is like experiencing something yourself and then being like, this is too good not to share. So I am so grateful that you joined us on today's episode and I just know that everyone's going to love it. And just, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It was so fun. I loved it. Thank you. All right, guys, if you learned a lot from this episode, then you are going to absolutely love the free new resource that we are launching. So introducing for the first time, the insulin sensitivity optimization tracker. This is an interactive tracking and assessment sheet that was designed to help you do three things. Number one, it's going to help you track and identify patterns according to the SITS key players within your blood sugar management so that you can create a well-informed action plan to actually increase insulin sensitivity on a day-to-day basis. Number two, it's going to allow you to assess and reverse engineer habits that are just no longer supporting your body, blood sugars, and energy, and create sustainable blood sugar supporting habits in return. And number three, it's going to allow you to see how blood sugars are impacted on a hormonal level and how movement, nutrition, and daily behaviors can support your body from all ends so that you're no longer feeling like you are constantly fighting your body. We know that this resource is going to be so life-changing for your journey and your blood sugars. So because you're listening to this episode, you are going to get first access to this resource because we're not formally launching it to the public until November 15th. So because you're listening to this episode, you can grab your free guide at tracker.needlesandspoons.com right now. (laughs) It is available for you right now. And when you're done using the tracker, we would love to hear your biggest takeaway so that we know exactly what content and what free resources to keep creating. So again, we cannot wait for you to grab this. Go ahead to tracker.needlesandspoons.com and grab your copy today, today, right now. (laughs) All right, guys, we cannot wait to hear how you enjoy it.